Okay, I'm going to talk about some Anaya family history, some of our history, some of our roots, because you know what the sad part is that a lot of my family don't even know it, because that's all grandpa ever talked about when we were sitting around smoking together, because some people drink brandy and smoke cigars, that shit that kills you, we drank beer and smoked pot together. And all he talked about was when he was young and what he remembers and what his father told him. The stories about our history, where we come from, what happened, why we moved, all that. I guarantee you ask anybody in our family right now, they don't know shit. All right. But I listened. I might not remember if you tell me your name five minutes ago because the short term memory. But man, I remember shit when I was three, four years old. So. Yeah, I got it down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I need to do something with it. Uh, I was going to write some stuff. I was going to go back 100 years, like a prequel to Lenny, and say, well, this is where it, some of it starts. But, man, I don't know. I just want to get this down, recorded in a digital format before it, we forget about it, before I die and nobody else remembers it. And it's been long enough anyway. Everybody's dead. Some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about that happened, Ain't nobody going to get arrested because nobody alive had anything to do with it. So, um, all right, the first thing, okay, look. So my grandfather was born in 1912. He Man, he taught all of us a lot. And he was 20 years old when he died. He was a leap year baby. So he was 20, but he was 80. But anyway, all right, he had three brothers. And, man, I just wish their sons would, you know, just pick their minds and remember some of the stuff and get it down on paper before you forget it, you know, because I'm just going to, all I can remember is what grandpa told me and about is, you know, <clears throat> what he remembers. And I'm sure uh, Santos and Juan remembered some stuff too. All right. Okay. So their father, my great grandpa, his name was Ephraim and he was born more or less around 1880. I'm giving every generation about like, so he had my grand great grandpa had three sons and daughters. So I'm figuring if he was about 25, 30, when he had grandpa, then he had been born about 1880. Okay. So I'm just speculating because there ain't no records, you know, after grandpa, I don't, yeah, it, it was just midwives and wherever the horse dropped you, you know? So, uh, okay. So my great, great, oh yeah. Okay. So Ephraim, we're pretty sure he was all Apache, not all 100% Apache, okay? He wasn't. He's already had some of that Spaniard or Jewish blood in him. All right, so now 1850, I'm going to tell you some stuff about them in a minute. Now, thereabouts in 1850 was my great-great-grandfather, and his name was Marcelino Anaya. And really, the, that name Anaya, uh, man... I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, so I ain't going to get into that too much. But so and we don't know his dad's name, but he was 100 percent Apache and he didn't play either. You hear me? So listen, he was a cattle rustler. All right. But we had land in Texas in Redford, Texas. They always worked that land since before uh, Texas left. Uh, uh, so they had the land when it was still part of Mexico right there on the border, right on the river in Redford, Texas. Okay, so when my great-great-grandpa was born in about 1850, it was still, it was, it was already uh, Texas. It had been independent, 
for about 15 years. But remember, when Texas first got uh, free from Mexico, the United States didn't want them because they were a slave state. They permitted slavery, even though emancipation was still 30, 40 years away. In 1865, remember, that's when Lincoln freed the slaves, but they didn't want no more slave states in the Union. So if you were a free state, you could join, but Texas said, no, nah, we, we don't want to. So they became their own republic. Ten years later, they ended up joining them. But so at this time, when once they joined them, well, the northern tribes, Apache, this is all Apache country in the northern Mexico and southern Texas, southwest Texas, okay? It's all Apache and Comanche. And then the farther west you go into New Mexico, into in, uh, in Arizona, then there's Apache, Navajo, and all of them. But I'm talking about just right there in Texas. So these dudes were coming and wrestling, rustling. You know, they, they rustle cattle. So my great-great-grandpa and, and all the ranchers from around there, and by this time, the Texas Rangers around there, too. I'm going to tell you about them. Anyway, so they would hold off these people, man. They'd come and they just take turns. Like, this ranch, y'all watch out tonight. And they pick their spots, and they'd just be there with the rifles watching. And if they saw anybody, if you weren't a ruster, then it was too bad that you was out there at night, okay? Because if you come through that pass crossing the river by my grandpa's land, you were getting shot. And in, when they caught wrestlers, they didn't just shoot them or hang them, all that. They didn't get fancy. They cut their fucking heads off. That's what they did and threw them on that side in Mexico and let them find them. And they, you know, that's what they did, man. They weren't playing with their fucking cattle. Okay, so now when my great-grandpa is born, uh, Ephraim, okay, about 1880, okay, so now... Uh, Marcelino, he didn't, he wasn't around too much long after that. We don't know if he died or he split, but uh, he had beef with the Texas Rangers, okay? He had beef with them, been having beef with them because, yeah, he helped the Texas, but he knew the Apache, man, come on, man. It's just like I'm Apache. I know some people from the north side of town or the west side of town or, or in, in, you know, in D-Town or Houston. We're still blood. So he was doing his thing on both sides, okay, rustling. Sometimes if he got lean, he might rustle his cat over here and go over there, whatever. So they were looking for him. So we don't know what happened to him. He might have disappeared. Okay, so now Ephraim, my great-grandpa, when he was born about 1880, whatever, now when he's old enough, about 19, the 1900, it was the same thing. They were Now it's Pancho Villa and his cats. They're fucking coming across trying to steal cattle from Texas to fund their revolution. And, man, it was the same thing, man. They were fighting. And uh, I don't know. Grandpa said that his dad didn't rustle cattle. But I just can't believe that if he saw his dad rustle them and he knew there was money in them, that he didn't rustle them. But they were, by this time, ranchers and farmers. So maybe he didn't. But, uh, you know, that's what Grandpa said he didn't. But I, I don't know. But Maricelino, he was a cattle rustler. Okay? All right. So now... They, like I said, they, they, they did the same thing. This, this is the same land that my uh, great-grandfather and great-great-grandfather been working, okay? Right there in Redford, Texas, about 250, 300 acres, all right, right on the river. All right, so now when they did the Homestead Act, well, they, they didn't read and write English, first of all. Nobody told them nothing, so they went and they got that land out from under them. You know, it would have been real easy for them if somebody told them, hey, man, you're going to— uh, you have family, you're American citizen, you ain't ever been in America, you fought, 
you helped America against the Mexicans, against the Apaches. So, yeah, you qualify and you're making improvements. You build a shed on there, till some land. It's yours. But they stole that land from it. It really was more than that. But he said what he described, four or five blocks, and that's about 300 acres, okay? So, anyway, so they, after that, look, so when my grandpa was young, his his dad got killed out in the fields he was got hurt he got crushed between a wagon water wagon they're out there watering the crops and he got crushed or he, he didn't get crushed it internal bleeding he lasted for a while but he died so now my grandpa and his brothers they're on their own they're taking care of the family now man and you know they start bootleg bootlegging was the main thing first of all because i'm i'm gonna get back to that in a minute but before the bootlegging started uh the the depression hit so grandpa split you know my grandfather left he took off said he was just going to leave lead the life of a hobo and be less people to feed at the house i don't know something else went down that he was pissed and he split all he took was a little knapsack some clothes and his pistol so he took off on a train he says he's not sure but he thinks it was mississippi mississippi or or maybe Alabama, Georgia. He was heading east to the east coast, but he was in the south, and it was a huge hobo camp. And he said, man, it was hundreds of people, son. It was during the Depression, and, and there was a camps out there, and he just joined a little group, and they was out there eating whatever they could harvest, you know, potatoes or whatever they could get a hold of. They ate, and he's just traveling. Well, well, they cooked wine and everything out there too, beer, whatever, moonshine. So they got drunk at one night, and he said some older dude started messing with him. You know, he started, and my grandfather said he just got up and moved away and said, man, just, I don't want no trouble. And the dude just kept on and kept on. So finally, my grandfather got up, pulled out his pistol, and shot him in his chest, killed him. So the other hobos, they're like, hey, man, we don't call the law, but, uh, you got to get on the first train smoking. You got to leave the camp, man, or, you know, somebody else might deal with you. So Grandpa's like, whatever. So he said he took off walking. A couple hours later, the train came. He jumped on it and came back to Texas, you know, and I think that's when he met his first wife, Luce. But uh, so, you know, things happen, and, and, and that wasn't, had nothing to do with, with him. You know, it wasn't his fault. And Grandpa wouldn't lie either because he told me sometimes he just started some shit. So, but he, he said that dude just followed him, you know, wouldn't leave him alone. So he dealt with him. And, uh, man, I ain't going to talk about Texas, Texas Rangers right now. Anyway, you know what? I'm That's uh, part one because I'm going to break it up into two parts. The fucking remote. I'm going to break it up into two parts and, um. I'll get into once my grandfather got back and then what went down during the Depression, after the Depression, and then leading up to us.